This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, 17th of October. In your Squiz today, China's president to get five more years, financial relief for flooded Aussies, goodbye Robbie Coltrane, and a festival of twins. This is your Squiz today. Claire, China's President Xi Jinping has opened the Communist Party Congress in Beijing, which we will hear a lot about this week. And his initial speech has already tackled some big issues, including China's COVID zero policy and a reconfirmation that he could order the use of force to bring the self-governing island of Taiwan under China's direct control. It was a really big opening address yesterday. Uh, The COVID policy issue has been in the news over the last few days because of a rare protest in Beijing attacking President Xi's policy of severe restrictions. Uh, There were banners on a bridge that called for Xi to go. And while he talked up China's taking full control of Hong Kong, uh, the issue of doing the same with Taiwan caught the attention of many foreign analysts yesterday. Xi also said that China had, and this is the quote, uh, won the largest battle against poverty in human history. Uh, And he promoted his government's policies to grow China's middle class and crack down on billionaires. This event only happens twice in a decade. And over the course of the week, it brings together about 2,300 delegates from around the country for what is considered the most significant event in China's political calendar. And this time around, it really is about Xi and his power over the party and the country. Yeah, absolutely. And that's because Xi uh, is about to get an unprecedented third term as leader. Experts say that it makes him the country's most powerful ruler since Mao Zedong. Uh, After Mao's death, what the party did was introduce an unofficial system of collective leadership uh, and also limited terms to prevent the concentration of power uh, in one person from happening again. But during Xi's 10 years in power, he He's pretty much ditched all of that to give himself more control. Uh, And that's what's behind concerns uh, about his authoritarianism and also decreasing tolerance for dissent. In addition to extending Xi's leadership, the Congress will also see his allies promoted into key roles. A lot of that won't be officially confirmed until next weekend, though, but it is a story to keep an eye on over the coming week. Coming home, Claire, and after a weekend of flooding in several states, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has confirmed that people living in affected areas will now qualify for disaster support payments. Yeah, if you needed evidence that flooding on the east coast of the country is extensive, the sheer number of areas that now qualify for these disaster support payments is quite staggering. Uh, They are one-off, non-means-tested emergency payments that are available now, uh, and they're supported by longer-term assistance. And over the weekend, what we saw was that those in Tassie's north, uh, in New South Wales south and west, uh, they continued to be affected but a lot of the focus yesterday was on Victoria. 
As you say, Claire, the threat from this natural disaster is still with many communities, especially in places like the town of Rochester in Victoria's north, where water levels are expected to hold at major flood levels for the next few days. So the ongoing risk is really real for so many people. Moving overseas, Claire, and the UK Prime Minister Liz Truss's leadership has hit the rocks just six weeks into her tenure following the sacking of the Chancellor, which is like the Treasurer, Kwasi Kwarteng. Yeah, this all has to do with a plan to cut taxes. Uh, Trust made that the central part of her platform uh, for the top job, but the wheels have really come off with the markets reacting very negatively to the plan, uh, given the current issues around the world. So Kwarteng has gone, uh, and over the weekend there have been lots of questions about whether Trust's leadership can survive as well. Uh, one tabloid publication called The Daily Star has set up a live feed of an unrefined refrigerated iceberg lettuce. Uh, They've put that next to a photo of Truss and they've asked the question, which wet lettuce will last longer? It's a brutal game, politics, and the lettuce stunt is is quite something. But the UK has gone from one crisis to another over the past few years with Brexit, the pandemic, former PM Boris Johnson's political demise, and now this. So there will be a lot of hope pinned on the new Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, to get the economy under control. Also over the weekend in the UK, Claire, beloved Scottish actor Robbie Coltrane died at the age of 72. The cause of his death hasn't been confirmed, but his agent said he was in hospital and had been unwell for a while. And that's seen tributes from fans of all generations pour in. Yeah, he was known to younger audiences as the beloved half-giant Rebus Hagrid uh, in the Harry Potter films, of course. Uh, But for many, he will always be Fitz from Cracker. Uh, He was a brilliant but flawed criminal psychologist, so lots of people watched that show over the years. Uh, Coltrane had a four-decade-long career across comedy, drama, also Hollywood blockbusters. He was in two James Bond films, uh, and he played a lot of very big characters. Yes, huge in stature, in personality, in heart was how his Harry Potter co-star Miriam Margulies remembered him. She also said that he loved to drink and that she used to wag her finger at him. (laughs) And uh, yeah, she's just one of many people who've remembered him as larger than life, both physically and his wonderful personality. Claire, we know that twins are all the rage right now as last month's (laughs) Gucci fashion show featuring 68 pairs of identical twins on the catwalk proved. And that has now extended down to the southern Nigerian city of Igbo Aura, where a festival of twins has just taken place. More than a 1,000 pairs gathered there from all over the world to celebrate their twin status. Uh, The organisers said that they had twins from all over the world attend, including from places like France, Uh, which leads to the question about why this city in Nigeria. And it turns out that nearly every family in that city has a set of twins or other multiple births, Uh, and there's more than 200,000 people living there, so that is a lot of twins. There's no proven scientific explanation for the high rate of twins in the city, but many locals attribute it to a local delicacy called amala, which is made from yam flour. So if you're keen for a set of twins, maybe try to get your hands on some of that. Yeah, or if you're keen not to, maybe stay away from (laughs) it. (laughs) 
Speaking of trends, Claire, it seems that another fashion on the rise is the return of slogan T-shirts from the 70s, 80s and 90s. So if you've got some of those tucked away at the back of your wardrobe, it's time to break them out. (laughs) Yeah, the vintage ones are doing really well, selling for hundreds of dollars online. Uh, Newer designers are getting in on the act, Balenciaga, uh, Stella McCartney. There's new offerings with slogans like free styling tips. So apparently the vibe is to find something stupid to say and put it on a T-shirt. I love a slogan T-shirt, Claire, and have several with very stupid sayings, but (laughs) maybe we should create some retro vibe squiz merch. Yeah, that's true. It's certainly not the first time some squiz merch has been suggested to us, so we'll have a think about it. Squiz the day, Claire, and the Booker Prize winner will be announced at a glamorous event in London, featuring the unlikely duo of the Queen Consort Camilla and Dua Lipa. (laughs) It is an unusual duo, isn't it? Look, I used to read the shortlist, every book on it, every year, and I haven't done that since starting the Squiz, so I'm not even going to pretend like I have a favourite to win. I'm sure they're all great. That's a very diplomatic answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good excuse, isn't it? The bookies have small things. Things Like These by Claire Keegan as the favourite to win. So we'll circle back on this tomorrow and find out if they were right. That's it from us today. Have a great start to your week and we will catch you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.